0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participating McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 7th. It is six minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Of course, today, a date which will live in infamy. Many people know the beginning of that famous speech. Do you know any more of it? Well, if not, we're going to sprinkle it in throughout the morning. But we start off the show talking about inflation. P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon said that inflation could trigger a U.S. economic recession within the next year as steep prices are causing consumer spending to dry up. More than half of U.S. adults said this month that higher prices have caused financial hardship for their households. And this comes after a year marked by the worst inflation in four decades and soaring consumer sentiment. This is all according to a Gallup poll, which was released yesterday.
2: It is a fascinating time in which we are living because there used to be, now there were like states that were uber one way or another. Like, you know, no matter what you do, you're going to get a Democrat from this state, or no matter what you do, you're going to get a Republican from this state. Mm-hmm. But think about once upon a time, not all that long ago, in our lives your life and my life you are slightly more experienced than me so more of your <laughs> life than mine mm-hmm. ronald reagan won 49 states mm-hmm. which means he won everyone but but uh, the home state of the person he was running against minnesota so he won california he mm-hmm. won new york he won vermont he won washington he won oregon i mean so so it was not that long ago that republicans could play in you know every every sandbox in the nation and now as we have seen and it was reinforced yesterday it weirdly doesn't matter what you say or do anymore and i don't know what that means about the way people vote because you have a president we're going to play you audio that is now they're just just they've acted like it just didn't happen where for basically all this time, we are told inflation is transitory, mm-hmm. it is short term, it is not our fault. Mm-hmm. They were basically, you know, and then it basically becomes they transition from it's short term, don't worry about it, it's not a big deal, to they become Jake Blues, you know, John Belushi under the bridge in the Blues Brothers, giving every excuse in the world. And now it's just, well, yeah, you know, it's here to stay, or it could be a long time, or it could be a short time. And They're doing this, Mm -hmm. just like Biden will play the audio later of him going, yeah, I got more important things to do than worry about the border. Mm -hmm. Because the public has just said, and it was reinforced yesterday, that no matter what you do to us, we're not going to hold you accountable. So what you're saying is we
1: used to at least minimally get excuses. (laughs) It's transitory. It's Putin. It's Ukraine. Now it's like, meh. Just deal with it, people. It is what it is. And Ron Klain, he was talking to the Wall Street Journal CEO Council on Monday. He said, we see inflation moderating, but there's still a lot of work to do. Well, clearly there's still a lot of work to do. When we're not getting a break on anything still, food prices, gas prices, utility prices, the things that you want to go to Walmart or Target to buy. The only thing that isn't rising
2: completely is apparel. But it's the bigger conversation here is what has happened in this country by which we are seemingly okay with the direction of the country. And again, I ask this in a bipartisan fashion because clearly the same problem going on in Pennsylvania and going on in Georgia. and going on in Arizona, we here in Indiana don't get to say, what the hell are those people thinking? Because we're doing the same thing here. It's just a different party, but the same results, right? I mean, so we, there is just, and it's very rare that I'm at a loss for words, (laughs) but I absolutely, given the direction of the country and what the politicians who are Still in the offices and have been re-elected to the offices. What we have said as a collective, whether it is Todd Young here or Mm -hmm. Warnock in Georgia or uh, 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 the uh, lady in uh, Nevada, it is repetitive re-election of the people who have caused the problem. Take Fetterman out of the equation. We across the board keep re-electing the people who are doing the stuff that have put us in position. Like, I, I freely admit, I was way off on this election. I thought, okay, here comes the hammer, right? People have said enough is enough and we're, we've had enough of this crap and we've had enough of Biden and Biden's approval ratings are at whatever it is, 40%. Here we go. Here comes the hammer. And all that happened was we just reelected the same, mm-hmm. I mean, almost identical, the same people. So if we are... And I'm asking for audience participation on this because I genuinely have no idea at this point. Like, Herschel Walker was a hero in the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's not like you picked some guy that, wow, nobody had ever heard of him or he doesn't have close ties to there. you know. The guy won a national championship and was the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe, yes, I know Donald Trump is a poison pill now to many people. But I cannot believe that Donald Trump is that big of a poison pill that a statewide hero like Herschel Walker Mm -hmm. would be derailed solely based on connection to Donald Trump. And so I'm genuinely asking that I have, I have no clue at this point. And you can't say, well, he's a bad candidate. So was Fetterman. Mm -hmm. So not being able to string three words together or introducing yourself, saying, Hi, good night, everybody. That's fine. But Herschel Walker, whatever faux pas he had, I, I'm asking for audience participation on this because I genuinely, at this point, have absolutely no idea. And many of you people hearing my voice right now participated in this highly flawed exercise. Of voting for someone who caused the problem. So if you are a person, I, I guess that's how I'll, I'll throw it out there. If you are a person who caused, uh, b- b- voted in, uh, participated, and I'm pulling a Fetterman here. If you are a person who participated in the exercise of continuing the problem by voting for someone who caused the problem, if you're a Todd Young voter, explain this to me. Mm-hmm. 684 8444. Four, four rob at wibc.com or at rob on twitter because i have no idea whether it's warnock it's the lady in nevada it's uh, uh, kelly in arizona it's todd young here what 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 are we voting <sighs> on social issues rather
1: than what's affecting your bank account.
2: But I, just, yeah, I guess. But I just, I guess I refuse to believe that people were overwhelmingly like Raphael Warnock, but maybe they were. Mm-hmm. It, I, there are like nine different options here and I don't know which one it is. And it's very rare because that's what I do and do pretty well is look at society and go, okay, here's what's going on. I have no idea at this point. Point of all this was that the Biden administration now does not fear just openly contradicting itself basically admitting that they lied to you for the better part of a year. Here's Ron Klain, Biden's chief of staff, saying now he has no idea when inflation will end. There's continuing inflation concerns. The Fed has made that pretty clear. Um, uh, And the question is, are we at an economic inflection point in which – Inflation is going to start to fade as a problem, or are we still looking at weeks, months, and potentially years of that as the foremost economic
3: concern? Well, I don't have a crystal ball, but I'll tell you the way we look at it is that we are starting to see inflation moderate, and we don't want to get ahead of ourselves.
2: This is is not a message that inflation is beaten. It is not. It's not that we're past inflation. We are not. But certainly you're starting to see some moderation in inflation and some moderation in some key subcomponents of inflation.
1: Okay, so (laughs) this recent Gallup poll that I referenced earlier said that adults experiencing hardship dropped from 56% to 55%.
2: So you're moving in the right direction.
1: But barely, because it's still higher than the 45% of Americans who said they were in the same boat a year ago. So it's still 10% higher than a year ago.
2: And here, and here on the same day, now, cl- clearly when you see multiple people inside an administration start saying the same thing at the same time, there are clearly marching orders. Right. Here's Biden saying basically the same thing yesterday. Also, I have no idea what world he's living in where anything is cheaper.
3: All this is why the economy grew 2.9% last quarter. And now inflation, the grocery store is coming down. Prices of things like clothing, televisions, appliances are going down. And there's good news for the holiday season. Gas prices have fallen below the levels they are before Putin's invasion of Ukraine. It's going to take time to get inflation back to normal levels. As we keep our job market resilient, we could see setbacks along the way, to state the obvious.
1: Said with a straight face, how much time do you give him? Or have we just accepted it? Oh, this is what it is.
2: Well, that that's, and I think that's the scarier probability is that we as America, the greatest idea ever conceived by man, totally blessed in our inception by God to be a beacon of hope and opportunity for the rest of the world. We have now accepted for some reason, the crap stew we're living in and the crap <laughs> stew of people who have made the decisions who put us in the, this position. And I think that, Casey, mm-hmm. is the biggest concern of all, is that, and again, I was totally wrong on this. I thought people are going to be mad. They're mm-hmm. going to be upset. They're mm-hmm. going to go to the polls in, mm-hmm. in Arizona and Georgia. They didn't. Mm-mm. People are okay, apparently, with what we are and what we have become, and that is a disappointment beyond belief, but we don't here in Indiana get to be Judgy McJudger pants for the most part, because we did it too.
1: That uh, crap stew that you're referring to sounds really gross. We're being spoon-fed that. Hey,
2: okay, I I was going to do some more political stuff when we come back, Mm -hmm. but uh, since apparently we're just okay with being a just giant crap stew, Mm -hmm. can we do something fun? Yes. I watched that Pepsi documentary. You can't wait to talk about it. I I was, I was, I I because you'd mentioned it yesterday, that,
1: and that's right in your wheelhouse too, right? When you were a young yes. up and comer. Oh my
2: gosh, this is the gr- this is this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in the history of ever. Can we just talk about this when we come back?
1: All right, Pepsi, where's my jet coming up from ninety three WIBC? 22 Minutes After 9 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Trending Stories. Andrew Luck. He finally broke his silence, revealing why he abruptly ended his football career. He said, to play quarterback, you're not allowed to worry about anything except the task at hand that seems to seep into other areas of your life. And he hinted that his obsession to be an elite quarterback hurt some of his relationships and his personal life.
2: I am so sick of this guy. What a total zero. You want to act like a tough guy or somebody important give the money back okay he took all that money on his way out the door there's nothing noble or great and by the way how'd you get hurt in the offseason what happened nobody ever asked this dude the hard questions about what really happened he abandoned this franchise he abandoned the city what a total loser i'll believe you when you give the money back
1: also trending is the time person of the year among the finalists Liz Cheney. Oh, of course. Ron DeSantis, and also Elon Musk. And today is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day.
0: Yesterday, December 7th, 1941,
2: a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked
0: by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan.
1: little history lesson for us today. As many people know that section of yes. the famous speech, but we're going to highlight more.
2: Where is it, and by the way... Um, Let's save our little conversation about this Pepsi. Where's my jet okay. to the next segment? Because we need time to get into it. And, yeah. And uh, uh, Kurt's sitting by. No, it's uh, we have a we have it is not Kurt Darling today. Okay. I saw him mosing around back there somewhere. Donnie is uh, is in for the news today. But I will say about Pearl Harbor Day, mm-hmm. it is interesting how that and 9/11 mm-hmm. are probably at least. From the ninth, from the twentieth century onward, the most historical events in American history—that at least those that touched us directly here at home—and it is interesting how in both of those events, whether it is Pearl Harbor or nine eleven, it is the acts of heroism and bravery in an attempt to save and help others in the moment, mm-hmm. including people who ultimately lost their lives attempting to do that—to do that—that that really stands out to me Mm -hmm. as the everlasting symbol of what a phenomenal country we are and how we are always surrounded no matter what terrible circumstances our politicians create we are always surrounded by people who are willing to give everything for this nation
1: Mm -hmm. although i will argue that i think it used to be a generation of people see something do something right and then it became see something, say something. And now I feel like it's a see something. No, I don't want to get involved.
2: Yeah, put it on Facebook.
1: Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. Good morning. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always
0: took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba And participating in McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Pepsi aired this commercial. It was a series of commercials, and it aimed to promote their Pepsi products, and it was associated with a point system. Drink Pepsi, get free stuff. Yeah. You had to collect these points, and then you could exchange them for things like sunglasses and T-shirts and a jean jacket, a leather coat, and maybe even a Harrier fighter jet. Yes. That's according to John Leonard, and he is what the documentary on Netflix, Pepsi, Where's My Jet?, is all about. Yes. You did some binge watching yesterday. Oh, my gosh.
2: So you had mentioned it on the show. By the way, kudos to Kevin before mm-hmm. we get into this with the oh, pulling out the ultra rare Warren Zevon disorder in the house mm-hmm. with Bruce Springsteen on lead guitar. So good job, <laughs> Kevin, on that one. Congratulations. That's,
1: that's an excellent song.
2: That's uh, You're really earning your pay today. Uh, but so I so you had mentioned this. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why you mentioned this uh, We were
1: talking about uh, ho- hottie. Uh,
2: Hottie, uh, Avenatti. Uh, yes. Hottie Evan- right. Avenatti. Yes. Avenatti, yes. Michael Avenatti, yes. Yeah. Michael Avenatti, yes. And
1: because he is in this documentary. Yes.
2: yes. he's going. Before
1: to- he was a lawyer.
2: Michael Avenatti is going to the pokey for 14 years. Mm-hmm. I think this is related to stealing from Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it. And then the day before, I think Dan Dokich had mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I've heard two people mention this. Now I've, I've got to watch this thing. Yeah, And so I sat down, started watching. It's four parts. Yeah, they're about 45 minutes each. Yes, and I blew right through mm-hmm. all four of them. This is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So this kid in 1995, it's a kid, he was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pepsi has this brilliant marketing plan for the summer where they're sinking all their pennies into we're going to do this giveaway where mm-hmm. when you buy Pepsi products, there's a little coupon on it. Mm-hmm. You can clip the coupon. When you get enough coupons, you can turn it in for a hat mm-hmm. or a shirt. Right. Or a, you know, a, a whatever. There's, you know, all these just sort Sunglasses, of the, they Sunglasses, They want you to get the stuff because mm-hmm. you're wearing something with their product on it. Right. And that's what you actually realize throughout the course of this documentary is in the fine print, they've set it up to where they want people to actually get the stuff. However, in the ad that ran on national television, at the end of the ad, the kid who is featured in the ad ends up winning enough, acquires enough points, 7 million points Mm -hmm. that he ends up with a Harrier fighter jet. And, Pepsi claims, so they interview all these people who were part of Pepsi at the time. It was very clear this was a... It was a joke. Oh, yes. Everybody knew, and of all the people in the country, nobody took it serious except for this one kid. Yeah. And so that is sort of, there are many parts of this documentary that involve audience participation, where you kind of have to make the judgment. They don't spell it out for you. You have to make the judgment. One of the things you have to decide was, was Pepsi clear? Like, would the average person Mm -hmm. see this and assume that's... A joke, right? And the, the the other part of this, this kid's journey to acquire the seven million points necessary, mm-hmm. and then the court case which ensued with Pepsi after he this it was great. You if you want to blow through four hours, this is the way to do it. I loved every second of this.
3: I
1: thought about you when I was watching it because the main guy, John Leonard, the guy who thought he could actually get enough points to get the Harrier jet, truly believed. Yeah pepsi meant it yes and i just kept thinking of you rob thinking of all these politicians and when they talk and you truly at one point in your life yes believed they meant what they said absolutely
2: that is such a phenomenal way to look at it and little spoiler alert i'm not gonna tell you how it ends you can watch it on netflix highly Mm -hmm. suggest you do. but during one part of and the, the other part that is a that really reminded me of myself is at one point Pepsi comes to him and makes him a sizable cash yes. offer. They,
1: the, Pepsi thinks, oh, this guy is just out for a money grab. Right. He just wants the money. No, he truly wanted the jet.
2: And it's really interesting too because he had initially sent in the, the necessary, the way to acquire the necessary points to get the jet. And Pepsi totally blows him off. Like he spends a month waiting, anticipating every day. Mm -hmm. Okay, how is Pepsi going to respond to me? I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. Yeah. And... Because, like you said, he's genuinely believing, and hey, man, we've got
1: him. Well, he's like, this is a great way to jumpstart my life because I can resell that jet and get the money, or I can—I've got a business plan on how I can use the jet to yep. make money, and of course, it'll help me get chicks, which was also a goal of his. Yep.
2: I mean, he—he's basically Rob Kendall. That's
1: what I'm saying. I thought it was you. <laughs> he really wanted that
2: jet. And then Pepsi is totally dismissive of him, and this is what starts the whole legal. process process Mm -hmm. when he when he goes to all this effort to get the thing necessary to turn it in and they're totally dismissive of him and he goes okay I'm gonna show you Mm -hmm. I'm gonna teach you people a lesson for screwing with me so
1: they offer him a million dollars yes
2: and, and he says no. Yes, I love this. This is my favorite part. They, this kid, this guy's 20 years old, mm-hmm. maybe 21 by the time they'd got to meet with the Pepsi people.
1: Pepsi just wants
2: this kid to go away. And they offered him a million dollars and he was so wed to his principal mm-hmm. that he turned yes. down a million dollars, which is totally how I would have handled it too. This documentary is great. You should totally watch it. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti is actually somewhat endearing in this documentary. They actually find a way to make him, and I know what a total piece of crap he is. You
1: thought he was endearing? Uh, well, I thought he's trying to manipulate the media from day one. But,
2: but he's doing it the way it comes up. You know Avenatti's in it for the money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he wants his kid to get paid because he wants to get paid. He wants his cut. But the way they present, like, as they're going down the road together and he's hooking up these interviews with him, it's like... Avenatti is a sleazeball, but he's a sleazeball for a good cause, right? In sense, yeah. So, um,
1: and I think the overarching theme of the documentary really was about friendship. Yes, and and the two guys how they yes. they bonded. Not Avenatti, but uh, another character that's in the documentary how they they bonded over the process. And throughout the documentary, they had. All of the people, Cindy Crawford was yes. in it, um, current day Cindy Crawford, all of these people, um, they had them doing the Pepsi challenge Yes, with the Coke and the Pepsi. And it was really interesting to see how some of them picked Coke. And
2: it brought back so many memories yeah. uh, of, of the great ads that Pepsi did. And like there was a, uh, a scene there where people are buying Pepsi and one of the things they're buying is crystal clear Pepsi. <laughs> and I remember loving crystal clear Pepsi and here is why I loved crystal clear Pepsi mm-hmm. crystal for people who don't remember it was a literally what it says it was a clear mm-hmm. version of Pepsi like it was Pepsi mm-hmm. but it didn't have any of the basically they just took the dye out of it Yeah, and I loved crystal clear Pepsi as a kid because my mother would be convinced I was drinking water and she would compliment, congratulations on all the you're water hundred. you're drinking. And I would say, how do you not notice all these Pepsis are just missing out of the refrigerator, but you still think I'm drinking water? Yeah. And I know that you're
1: a fan of Pepsi yes. over Coke. So that's another reason why I thought of you. Um, but yeah, it's really good. It's called Pepsi, Where's My Jet? It's great. And it's on Netflix. Totally watch it. Yeah. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Should we talk about President Biden? He was in Arizona where he touted his economic agenda. He was touring a massive computer chip plant, which is currently under construction in Arizona, and he was giving his remarks. It's the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, which is building this plant, and he was discussing the new $40 billion investment as an outgrowth of his economic plan.
2: Yes, so these people will benefit from our old pal, the Duke of Spendingburg, Todd Young, who Hoosiers or Hoosier Republicans over, uh, apparently the Indiana Republican Party is the party of $11 trillion added to the national debt because the election results showed that Indiana Republicans overwhelmingly supported Todd Young adding $11 trillion to the national debt. Uh, and so this is part of uh, when Todd Young teamed up with Schumer and Pelosi mm-hmm. and Biden mm-hmm. to add tens of billions to the national debt to give away tens of billions of dollars of printed money to some of the richest corporations in America under the guise of we're going to do these computer chips, et cetera, here to get even with China. So, So this is why Biden's here. This is the crux of his visit is to talk about this stuff mm-hmm. and listen to how it all comes out.
3: And today, TSMC has announced a second major investment. They'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, the three nano chips. The three nano chip. Chips and the three nano. And you know what I'm saying. <laughs> nano no no. I don't know.
1: Nano no no. I Can we don't play that
2: again? Because I, I want to I comment on that, but I want everybody to hear this. Hear the, this is, Because keep in mind, this is part of us. The Duke of Spendingburg, mm-hmm. teaming up with Kamala and mm-hmm. Biden and Schumer and Pelosi to add tens of billions of printed dollars, the Nash nation's debt, because this is so important, and these are the people that are administering the will of the record inflation that's being caused. Go.
3: And today, TSMC has announced a second major investment. They'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, the three nanochips, the three nano chip chips and a three nano and you know what i'm saying nano no no i don't know and how about the crowd
2: (laughs) (laughs) laughing at him i don't find anything funny casey about everything i buy at the store going up because todd young and schumer and biden think it's funny to print a bunch of money and then Biden is so incoherent and has no idea what's going on Mm -hmm. that he can't even say what it is and then he thinks it's funny that he can't even articulate what the thing is much less understand it. I don't find anything funny about that at all.
1: It's a $40 billion investment it's like corporate welfare. So companies are going to be able to formally apply for the CHIPS Act money beginning in February of 23. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC Good morning. Raise a spoon to
4: Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: One more time. Indiana's going to have to choose a U.S. Senator in 24 some Hoosiers want to see Eric Holcomb enter the race. At least two candidates: who? Republican Eric Benson. I mean, who, other,
2: who other than Holcomb and his wife
1: <laughs> want to see him? And maybe be the a people senator? in Barnes
2: and Thornburg want to see Eric Holcomb enter the race. Who?
1: And a lot of his donors. Yeah, I'm you, sure. you. Yeah,
2: Eli, maybe a bunch of people over there. Eli Lilly will throw mm-hmm. them in. Who?
1: <laughs> that, that's just what's being reported, Rob. If, if
2: you're you want a, names, if you're a person who wants to see Eric Holcomb enter anything that he gets to decide anything over anyone ever again, you call the hotline right now: 684-8444. We will. Give you an entire segment on this show. We might even invite you in for a chat.
1: (laughs) Come in live, explain yourself. Okay, well, at least two candidates, Eric Benson and Marshall Travis, have announced plans to run for the Senate seat, which is being vacated by Senator Mike Braun. He filed the paperwork. Last week, two weeks ago, yes, uh, he said that an official announcement. Mike Braun did said right. an official announcement would be coming in the next seven to ten days, and we're within that range right about now. So, so any minute now.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, just, isn't he supposed to be like this great business owner. It isn't a big part of business marketing your business. Mm-hmm. This is the worst marketing plan I've he, ever seen. He did a soft launch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he's waiting for something to happen before he makes it official.
2: I, I have no idea what he's doing, but whatever. The bigger problem we have now is, and I, look, I got to admit, I was totally floored in this. I, I, Even as arrogant and self-absorbed and narcissistic as Holcomb is, I thought, there's no way in a Republican primary, especially after the convention, when the convention delegates, these are people who will vote in a Republican primary, were like, you are so loathed, we will pick Diego Morales over your appointed candidate. That's Mm -hmm. how much we hate your guts. I thought there's no way, like Holcomb's going to get he's going to be looking at a, a, uh, you know, a professorial job at some Mm -hmm. liberal university somewhere. Maybe he'll want to be, you know, an ambassador in a Democrat administration. There's no way, even as arrogant and self-absorbed as he is, that he would be clueless enough to ponder running for any sort of other public office. But Once again, Holcomb's narcissism and self-absorption has surprised even me.
1: (laughs) Well, his term as governor ends January 25. And and to your point, you thought maybe, okay, this is this is it for him. Yes. Goodbye. So long.
2: Now, this does, however, Casey, give us an opportunity to, one, tell everybody, you better wake up. Because if Todd Young can get reelected and Todd Young can blow through a primary, this dude can figure out how to do it, too, because there are lots of people who know they need a favor. Holcomb is your man for the job. Uh, But it does give us an opportunity to remind everybody, Casey, the last time Eric Holcomb ran for United States Senate. It didn't go so well for him. You may remember it was uh, Marlon Stutzman and it was Todd Young and it was uh, Lockdown McGee and Lockdown McGee uh before he got magically became governor in the same year that he was running in a US Senate primary which is an another just uh, donor and lobbyist Christmas miracle that was pulled off. You may remember he was dead last. Mm -hmm. He was uh, completely out of money. In fact, his campaign had been reduced to shooting baskets in all 92 counties. And in fact, every time Eric Holcomb has actually had to stand on his own and wasn't appointed and then became the incumbent governor because he was appointed by the party bosses in the same year that he was dead last in a U.S. Senate primary. He's lost every election that he's ever had to stand on his own for. So in a weird way, Casey, I'm really excited about this because I don't think there's anything that I would enjoy more than potentially a year and a half an entire year of being able to cost Eric Holcomb a U.S. Senate primary.
1: You're hoping that he'll run just so that he can lose, huh? Uh,
2: Jim Jim Banks or Victoria Spartz, probably both of them, would beat the doors off this dude
1: okay well he just uh you know he was in the hospital recently with pneumonia and he was asked about it after he left the hospital and he said that the state house session has his full attention right now. now
2: that should also scare the hell out of anyone because anytime something has eric holcomb's full attention that is not going to end well for you as a taxpayer
1: he said we've got a long session there'll be time for me to think about the future in the future but it would be next to irresponsible for me to take my eye off the job that I've got
2: and so this is another part of the thing that we talked about about we keep rewarding terrible people who do terrible stuff in their elected positions and look People could say that's wrong of me to say about Holcomb. When you put a million people out of work, when you take the livelihood away from a million people, when you close tens of thousands of businesses, when you try to put people in jail for not wearing a mask, when you call people who peacefully protest, who pick up all their trash and walk away a human Petri dish and then call Malik Muhammad and his buddies Noble, that's not just you're terrible at your job you're a terrible person because there is nothing more offensive to people who just say dude you stole my job i can't afford to feed my family i'd like to go back to work please open up our state i'm here peacefully protesting minding my own business when you call those people a human petri dish Mm -hmm. that is a direct indictment on who you are as a person but if If we keep seeing these other terrible people who do terrible stuff to us as a society and we keep rewarding them, Why wouldn't Eric Holcomb think he can be a U.S. senator?
1: Well, you mentioned a lot of things, and let's not forget about the mental health toll that it took on so many teens across the state. And I just saw a new study. One in five teenagers right now have suicidal thoughts. One in five. So if you're a parent, remember, hug your kids, tell them that you love them. And what is Holcomb going to do? Is he going to pull a Stacey Abrams if this doesn't work out for him? And instead of running for election, appoint me. (laughs) He's going to go begging, begging for a job to be appointed somewhere.
2: It's going to be very interesting, and people better take him very serious because, look, this state just overwhelmingly elected, reelected Todd Young. And Republicans have proven, if you can weasel your way out of a primary, in the case of Todd Young, you can make sure... Through your donor, donor and lobbyist buddies, that nobody gets to run against you, even though you also didn't get the signatures when you ran for U.S. Senate the first time. Uh, if you can get through a U.S. Senate primary, mm-hmm. Republicans in this state will vote for anyone. I mean, it's a free pass. All you gotta point. have is an R. All you gotta do. The Diego Morales Todd Young election proved that if you can get through a Republican primary, you're to steal a phrase like from Austin Powers. You're in like Flint, buddy. You're listening to Kendall
1: Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.
0: One more time. free. We're going to celebrate. Celebrate And And Celebrate And dance